Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Connecticut Freshness Movie News. I'm Arnie. I'm Andy. All right. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, Rob Zombie wants to make a Munsters movie. What? <laughs> what? I, <laughs> I don't I Okay. Cool. Uh, also, uh, we're going to talk about Matrix 4 because it is happening. It is real. It is forthcoming. And The Matrix was one of the most seminal movies in my childhood, also in the history of cinema. Uh, and I just think it'd be cool just to kind of look over the cast list and just talk about what we think is going to happen in this movie. Hope it's good. Uh, and then finally, we're going to talk about the wild and ridiculous saga that was Movie Pass. Uh, I think it's going to be fun because some crazy shit happened. Um, article came out on Slash Film and detailed some of the most uh, you know egregious things that company ever did. And I think it's going to be fun to go look over. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Rob Zombie wants to make. This man, this, I, man, okay, first of all, before we talk about this story, which is Rob Zombie wants to make a Monsters movie. Um, Drew, what is your idea of what a Rob Zombie movie would be? I just oh. want to get, like, your, like, I know that you really haven't watched any of his movies, but yeah, what do you, what, what comes to mind when you see this man? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, you found, like, uh, you just typed it in. Okay, like, I was like, these are some obscure pictures that you, like, found. Yeah, you know, we got we got this guy. He looks like a hobo, but then also he looks like uh, a zombie from Land Before, from the, you know, uh, the, the the Day of Night series. And I then think, you got this uh, one with him, like, no makeup on. I'm, I'm not, like, uh, call me a wuss. I'm just not a horror guy. I just don't watch, I don't watch too much horror. I really like the horror concept of, like, let's make it cheap. And let's see how much money we can get out of this fucking bastard. <laughs> like, you know, like, I love that concept of it. And I don't think that's what Rob Zombie came to the market to do. So I'm, that's why I don't think we've ever met. <laughs> like, gotcha. You, know, you like, never met this guy? This guy right here? <laughs> no, I've never met him. Um, I, I like the gobo, the flame gobo back there. That's a, <laughs> that was, <laughs> that, that was a cheap trick. That's fun. <laughs> like, no, for sure. For sure. But no, sure. I mean, um, I I liked I don't know man like I, what he's done uh Grindhouse uh, uh so notably Halloween, uh I think, so right? notably yes so I will say this about Rob Zombie I vehemently vehemently and I'll say it I'll say it to the day I die I, I don't know why I want to say this but it's the truth and I, I don't know why I feel this way but I believe that The Devil's Rejects is one of the top 10 best movies ever made uh, I don't, I don't know how to, how to explain why I feel that way. I think good, good things about that movie. Yeah, it is. It is the perfect horror movie in that it does something horror movies seldom do. Okay. It flips the fucking script and I love, okay. love flipping the script, bro. I, I will eat up flipping the script all day long. I am all for it. And it flips really hard in this one. And it is so good. Uh, the writing is fucking solid. Uh, it's it's the first movie where I saw and I was like, this man is a genius. There's some things in him that can, that, that can really, like he, his vision and his the way he puts the story together actually kind of worked. There were some flaws in that movie, but man, I got to tell you, man, I absolutely liked the turn that movie did and I thought it was fresh and that it was original. It was scary, but at the same time, it felt like a horror action movie where the fucking when the when the when the script flipped, I was just mesmerized, uh, okay. and I was in it. I was in it. Okay, uh, so like, what did you think? So like, let's forget about for a second. Let's forget about Ron Zombie because that's what okay. we think, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I will you, say one more thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I will say my bad. Yeah. He's made some terrible movies, <laughs> uh, and none of his movies after Devil's Rejects to me have actually. You know, um, flying that high. Uh, but yes, continue. Continue with your... I just wanted to know, what yeah. what do you just think of a Munsters remake? Or, a, you know, <laughs> changing that from, you know, because it was a show yeah. in, the, in the 60s yeah. to a movie, making yep. a movie. Yeah, 
it, I guess vaudeville, they, no. Everybody gets six seasons in a movie now, I guess, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Like the monsters are, you know, they're they're classic. They're Americana. They're one of the oldest, uh, you know, one of the oldest character features and sitcoms in American history. It's, oh, it's their history. But also, I really like the monsters. Monster was fun. Uh, the character, the, the, these actors definitely loved being in their characters. They chewed it. It was, it was still funny to me. I, I remember watching monsters on like channel 27, uh, in the local channel on yep. a Saturday afternoon, uh, in syndication. Um, I think, and you know, I think the way that like, I, I would love to see like a, like a Seth Rogen produced monsters movie where like, yes. you know, where like, we're like, uh, Ed, we're like Fred, Fred Grimley is like, uh, you know, a, a standup or something. <laughs> I don't know. Or you know what? I would love to see a 21 Jump Street slash Monsters kind of reboot thing where like you turn the whole thing upside down and you turn it into like this fucking kind of like halfway Monsters horror movie slash comedy by a scary movie. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that, that kind of thing would be cool. Um, I think there's a really cool way to spin this concept to be weird about it. But then also, hey, wholesome shit works. Uh, a really solid family picture out of the monsters is is I don't know sorely needed I think too uh, and also like totally totally manageable would totally work right I, I think you just hit that though like that's a family like what did what were the words you just use like a family, a family wholesome you know yeah, wholesome like I don't think uh, the aforementioned person is gonna bring that wholesomeness. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right. It's difficult to think of the concept of a monsters movie being directed by this man. But <laughs> it's happening. Uh, and to just kind of go to the article a little bit. And I read a, like a lot of it. And one thing that struck me as interesting is the fact that Rob Zombie has actually wanted to direct a, a monsters movie his entire career it's actually like listed as one of the things he wanted to get into the industry to do he's been trying to get a monsters movie done for 20 years dude 20 years in development which like you know with that tenacity and will and probably a lot of rewrites he figured out some way for the people who own the rights to the monsters to let him make a movie about the monsters <laughs> like, <Touché. laughs> like uh i don't like i i bet his idea because there's the, I, it's the monsters like i don't envision the people who own the monsters <laughs> to want there to be you know a straight horror movie vibe darkness a la devil's rejects to be made as a monsters. i just don't believe it personally um i um, of mine that I think Rob Zombie probably really does like the monsters. Um, because I can imagine being a kid and watching the monsters. And uh, then did you ever watch the monsters today? Like the- wanting to be this, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this right here, I, that I can see that turning into this, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel it. I, I, I feel yeah. that Rob Zom probably totally fucking love the monsters, you know, probably wanted to be the kid, uh, you know, and just kind of ran with that idea. I see it. I totally see it. And I. Uh, uh, there's a part of me that's like really into this, too. Right? Did you ever watch the 80s sitcom, the, the monsters today? Um, I think I have. I've definitely watched a cruise ship episode. Okay. Um, I don't know why that sticks out in my mind. Yes. Um, I definitely have. Did you Um, or did you not sort of have a crush on Lily Monster? I mean, who didn't? I mean, that character is designed to catch your eye, you know? She's supposed to be the odd man. Of course! Who didn't? No, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, uh, Lily's the, um, uh, in your picture, the second from the, oh, the the vampire. Oh, right on, right on, right on, right on. Yeah. 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 She looks like a geisha. <laughs> she totally looks like a geisha. I sure. always liked it because the the actor who played that like was Catwoman in like the old old Batman series. She was oh, in like Love really? Boat. She's uh she's kind of like an older <laughs> an older lady. She's still she's still around. She's still kicking it. She's living in the industry. She's doing good shit. But 
Just saying. Back then, she was hot. <laughs> no, for sure. She was definitely hot. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I totally, yes, absolutely. Uh, what's funny to me about this whole situation is that it, it appears that, like, at the very least, like, Rob Zombie is not going to do this picture and not going to throw some, you know, some, some of his zest, right? Some of his sauce. I, I feel there's going to be some dark undertones here, for sure. I think, um, have you ever seen, uh, there's, a, there's a couple of really like cool dark comedies. There's one specifically with Anton Yelton called Odd Thomas that was really good. Um, and it was, it, was, it was not really a comedy, in, in, like totally, but it was really funny. But it was also really dark and like, really like supernatural and stuff like that. And I totally feel like that could be where we're going with this. Um, cause if, cause like, I can't imagine Rob Zombie doing a completely straight family film. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like no, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to be like the most wholesome thing. It has to have a couple of, of little, like of his nuances. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do believe we're going to see some of that nuance for sure. Yelchin, and, Yelchin had those occasional, like really good, um, scary movies in his in no his yeah film thing like i remember because wasn't he in a like green room also oh dude green room dude talk about movie about the industry right dude that movie ruled it, i watched that alone i think it was on netflix yeah just like a it's like a master class on how to use a budget right um and it had it had john luke picard as the bad guy and, and like I've never seen him in that kind of role. That was like super, super. Like Patrick Stewart was that was a bad guy in Green Room. It was so good, man. Dude, yeah, fantastic film. I just remember he was in that one, and then he was in a movie called The Bearing My Ex. Those are just like the two, like these are the three horror movies that I know that he was in. And like it, Bearing My Ex was like a, a really raunchy movie, but it had like two of the hottest girls. It had Ashley Green from the Twilight series, and um. Uh, Alexandra Daddario from I'm just gonna say I'm she's, aware she's the girl of the True Detective series yes I'm aware you don't, yes. you don't know what I'm talking yes. about yes yep the scene Please heard around the world yes google that I <laughs> <laughs> dog uh, yes no yeah uh, I I vehemently like was upset when I heard Anton Yelton passed away in such a such a crazy way that he went to um uh, it was nuts, but like I remember, like thinking, like man, I really liked his Chekhov, and like I remember, like thinking, yeah. like oh, he's not going to be that character. Um, he was a super solid character actor, for sure, too, man. Uh, um, I don't want to get off topic, but I just, I just felt like I, I had to mention that. <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, but yeah, like back to back to the regular topic here. Um, so let me ask, what kind of picture would you like to see from the the man who made two Halloween movies, uh, like three House of a Thousand Corpses? <laughs> I totally think he could like I I think he could flip the script and do do his passion project. I mean, we've seen it with many other directors uh who try to like completely change their genre and do a good job on it. I mean, like I, I like where would we be right now if Adam McKay didn't switch to drama? Point, man. Good I mean, point. like every Oscar, every Oscar has had an Adam McKay movie, and I, I know that's like that's kind of like that is the best case scenario. Yeah. I'm just saying it, it's not like it hasn't been done before. It's like you know, like Adam McKay was doing what like uh, boats and hoes, like you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's, he, he oh, yeah. wrote, wrote boats and hoes, total, uh, boats total, and hoes. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Step Brothers. I'm sorry. That's the thing about comedy, man. The thing about comedy is you could you could be the most wildly outlandish person, but if you just but, <laughs> and, and that's something about their like they are good at their art. It's not that they're good like they're just good at their one like their one thing. They're yeah. good at their art. They're good at filmmaking. Absolutely. And I think I, you know like Rob Zombie. You, you're right. He's made some bad movies. Absolutely. Um, um, but he's still he's still a good. He's, he still does a really good movie every once in a while. So, like, I mean, we could we could sit here and you know talk crap about him, but like, I, I don't. I think he's gonna. I think he could flip flip the script, make a wholesome movie, 
have his little court like we, we've been talking have his little nuances in it and i think it could be good um there's people there's people who do it all the time and i you know we, we shouldn't be shocked by it no uh, and you're you know, you hit everything on the on the head there absolutely and i don't think that there's ever going to be like a part of me that's like oh no a person shouldn't try to come out of their own you know their own lane um but like, there's also like the fucking like the Hollywood insider guy inside of me who's like, yeah, it makes sense. He wants to change his genre so he can actually get jobs. That's probably part of it too, uh, for sure. But like, you know, everyone's got to feed a family. You got to do what you got to do to try to flip the script, change. Like, it, 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 you know what's funny? You know who did a similar thing? Um, the man who did Hostel. Um, he, uh, what's his name again? Uh, I forget his name. He was he was the bear Jew in um in in, in Glorious Bastards. Um, oh really? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's funny. It's actually in the movie. Uh, but he Eli did Roth. a kids movie. Eli Roth. He did a kids movie uh, a couple years ago as well. Apparently, it was a pretty decent kids movie as well. Um, but yeah, he, he did it. He did a kids movie. You know, trying to break that mold as well. Um, and I, I will say this about Rob Zombie movies: like his visual styling is really good. Um, and he knows how to direct the scene. He knows his visuals. Like as a visual storyteller, he's really top notch. Um, and it's really show like his his like his nuances and the things that he likes, you know, his, his, his imagery, um, albeit, you know, from horror movies, like his guy is all in, uh, as far, as far as a horror movie can go, he's gone. Um, but, uh, his artistic way of actually showing a moving picture, it's really cool. And he, I think his downfall is the fact that he's written all of his projects. Um, he, Devil's Rejects, I think, it was, a, it was a script that he worked on for fucking ever. I think it's probably the one he's worked on for the most of it, like for the most, like without having without having to actually make something like money. Because I can feel that script is so tight, it is so well written. I, I just feel like work, really a lot of work went into it. I just don't think like out of, out of that movie, I don't think he's really good at writing. Um, so I would really like to see him do a movie that he isn't writing. Like he just never does that. I mean, you said this. This is something he's been working on for pretty a pretty long time. Good point. So, Good point. So he yep. could he could you right. could be just writing this like inceptional masterpiece. Yeah, <laughs> like he could be doing it. He could. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm excited to see uh, at least his vision. Right, I'm gonna be there to watch the trailer and see exactly what this like looks like. Whatever, what 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 because what, whatever the cameras are rolling on, I guarantee you it's gonna look badass. Uh, I don't like. I don't. I don't know what he's gonna do here. Is, but he's gonna do a Frankenstein, a vampire lady, and a vampire grandpa, and a vampire baby, and then it's gonna be all in a Rob Zombie movie. Uh, I, I'm totally in for that, uh, and I really hope he makes a good movie because, like, I gotta tell you, man. Uh, I think he's got it in him, but he doesn't. He hasn't like brought it out in a long time, for sure. Yeah, it's happening. It's coming. It's coming. It's happening. It's here. All right, my man. First of all, I want to ask, do you remember when you first witnessed the majesty that is and was and still is The Matrix? Yes, I loved it, man. I love The Matrix. I remember the first time I ever watched The Matrix, I was being babysat by my older brother's girlfriend. Older brother's (laughs) girlfriend. I love this story. And, and like she needed to find something that I could do <laughs> like, while she was like chilling. So she just like, right. I just rented this blockbuster video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you go blocky block. And she's like, I got to return it tomorrow, but you should watch it. <laughs> and I was like, this is probably not the best thing to show a nine year old kid. <laughs> oh, God, we were so young. Oh, dude. my Dude, can I tell you mine, my story? So yeah, dude, yeah. I... I watched it with my brothers. Uh, with, yeah. It was weird too, cause like, like I'm five years younger than my brothers, so like we never really did shit together. But no, like the mate, cause like me and my dad, me, my, me, so my dad divorced, parents divorced. I always went to the movies with my dad, like yeah. every fucking weekend, right? So we were definitely gonna go see Matrix, and then because it was the Matrix, everybody was hyped about this movie. I mean, yeah. everybody was hyped. Um, they wanted to come. These teenage boys wanted to come watch this movie with us. So we went to the theater. We were going to watch the 720 showing. And then they wanted to watch something else. We watched, I believe we watched South Park bigger, longer, and untied. Because I think it came out at the same time. Yeah. And then we bought tickets to the 920 showing. 
So we watched two movies that day. And, dude, when you first, like, when the movie was done, everything was completely done. And then Neo fucking flies up into the nether. Uh, and then it's just credits. And then it's just, like, the most badass fucking... I think it's, like, literally... Um, what's that band? Uh, Killing in the name of... Dunna, 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 you know, as soon as that goes on, everybody just starts applauding. Standing ovation. Just like, yeah! Yeah! That was amazing. That's like the first or like last time I've ever seen a movie and there was a standing up. See, like when I was growing up, that happened often to me. Like people, the moviegoers were still enthusiastic to do that. Like all the Lord of the Rings movies, especially when you get into the sequels and the Matrix movies. I remember watching and uh, people would just be like, you would hear the random shout, you know, like, like whenever uh, like that gunner. The uh, what's his? I forgot what is the end. The the reloaded. He's like, yeah. He's keeping yeah. track of the screens. He's like, I don't even. Know, what the hell am I looking at? And everybody, and then he just does this like in silence in the movie. He just goes, because <laughs> 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 like Neo shows up out of nowhere. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yes, there's yes, a reloaded the, movie it's, where it's, like it's when it's dude like see what you look falling or dying. Like, no, no, like like you don't know, like they say like there there are people out there who like poo poo on the, on the sequels, right? You know, not, you know, not the best movies. Totally. There's some shit in those movies. There's some of the best stuff I've ever seen in an action movie. And you've totally hit a nail on the head when you're talking about the scene where Neo is like, oh, I have been teleported across the planet. Now I got to fly to save my homies on the highway. And he like swoops in at the like the most craziest moment during this highway chasing and just like grabs people in the middle. He didn't even know he was going to be there. And yes, that fucking moment was also amazing. One of the, one of the better moments of, uh, of the Reloaded movies. Also, I do think Reloaded better than Revolutions, but I still like some stuff from Revolutions uh, as well. It just, yeah, like I, I think it kind of leaves you unhinged because of the, of, you know, like the, the to be continued. Like the cliffhanger really leaves you, leaves you wanting more. So like, I don't know, like Reloaded's great. I think Reloaded with the video game coming out, really is Dude, the video game i played the video game like, i played the video game i played it i had it into the matrix it's, with, it was so fucking like inventive that video game because it asian literally guy, like jada yeah. pinkett smith's in it but like who is this asian they dude shot like, it for the video game alone and it was kind of like a choose your own adventure thing uh and the story was tight was dope it was jada pinkett smith myth and an asian dude no not asian like, it was jada pinkett smith. yeah and they were like yeah, no, you you never heard from him ever again. He was just a character for the video game, but it was dope. I I actually really liked that. It was inventive storytelling, and it was actually like stuff shot, shot, dude. When it hit, like when the Matrix hit, it hit hard. It was legitimately like one of the first, like at least in my lifetime, just like movies that just completely changed and like like galvanized an entire people. Like hey, America, like the planet was all like, "Oh, Matrix is the shit." Arnie, let's oh. get in some. Uh, let's get into a little bit of uh, copyright infringement for a second. All right, how bad? Uh, not that bad. Let's just. All right. What's up? What are you, what are you doing? You want me, to, want me to put that screen up? No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to. But like, look at this. This movie oh. was so good, dude. Remember that scene, dude? This is the scene. This is the scene before the ending. Yeah. He walks out of that fucking thing, and then the fucking. That music blast. This was the first time like rock and roll music was used in a fucking right? action movie too. It was so good. The soundtrack was incredible. The story was so good. I mean, it's literally just a hero story. It is the it is it is a basic, basic, just one man versus the world, good versus evil, uh, just solid story, bro. Uh, and it it definitely like when it hit, it hit hard and incredible, and it's still. Still a good movie, bro. Uh, it holds up. The, number, the first one definitely holds up a lot. I tried um, to cancel it before it said the Wachowski brothers. Yeah. <laughs> That's a thingy. That's a thingy. They've changed genders. Um, and like, I, 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 as much as I enjoy those movies, I can see why people don't like them, right? Because, uh, you know, they, they were written super quick. They had to hit the ground running when Matrix hit because the, the studio wanted those movies made they wanted to capitalize quick 
They've well, the first one wasn't like, right. The first one was like was a real uh, was written really well, and it, it really was tightly like what you would say is like is a just a really tight script. I thought, yeah. And then yeah. the, the next two, the next two, there's no way that all the thought and all the creativity was. I, I want to read you something, like one little thing, Arne, because we were kind of talking about it earlier. I just want you to know. Do you know what the Nebuchadnezzar was in the in the Matrix? Yeah, it was a ship. Right. It, yes. it was it was it was Morpheus's ship, right? It was yes. the ship that Neo and Morpheus were on. Okay. I want you to listen to what Nebuchadnezzar II in the Bible ruled Babylonia. He is best known as the king who destroyed Jerusalem, the main home. And led away many Hebrews into captivity in Babylon. According, like, there's so many, like, yeah. there's so many, like, just, like, resemblances of his, or, like, just very, like, nods to history in all of, like, you know the ship, that ship is going to be the one that betrays their home. Yeah, like that's the that's it's yeah. named after that in the box. That's insane to me, man. Like all these biblical references throughout the whole thing, Trinity, Neo being the one. I mean, like the, this, like obviously it's that like you know Morpheus is the only one in tune with the old school Bible, and he still believes this these these like these old scriptures and prophecies. It was like it was such a tight script. I loved everything about it like everything that it brought you know what i mean like absolutely those were all crazy things to me it, yeah uh it was it was just well written and just like tight and like you could really feel that it was filmmakers making like making as much movie as humanly possible with the budget that they had um they definitely had new technology that they used to like that helps too right like they really legitimately actually created technology for the movie like the bullet time stuff and then also to be able to kind of like get the angle where you just like literally move 360 degrees while somebody's in midair that was created specifically from 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 the Wachowskis they had it was their brainchild like their their entire like directing prowess was both in the technical and in the story um, I do, I, I should mention because it's kind of true. Um, it is storied and rumored that the Wachowskis actually stole the story from a, yeah. a black lady who wrote comic book stories. Um, they had some sort of, uh, partnership with a magazine and they basically had a production company where they just invited everyone to just kind of submit their stories uh to be in consideration to be partners with them and it has been revealed that this woman who was a comic book writer forget her name uh did submit a story that was very similar to what the matrix ended up being and i believe a, a court of law actually gave her that uh that actual like you know uh, they gave her the credit uh because because of just the way that everything kind of panned out but besides like that's you know besides the point the fucking Matrix was a shit. Uh, and the filmmaking was top notch. Uh, they elevated directing in a way, you know, in a way that a, a director in the 21st century should be. Uh, so that, that, that to me kind of like is pure directing when like you not only are creating the story and everything, but you're also like creating visualization of it in a, in a very like stark and creative way. And that's, you know, The Matrix. The Matrix was 100% like a technical feat of filmmaking as on top of it, you know, having a really good story. Yeah. And then like, I think we've talked about in a different, in a different, uh, in, in, in our matrix review that like it was, it has so many, so many, uh, things from ghost in the shell from the, yeah. like, the original anime of ghost in the shell and like how, like all, a lot of the pieces that are known for the matrix were taken from that. Yeah. And, um, and, and like you know, like that—that's just that's something like we're gonna have influences and parallels, like visual parallels from those things, all the time. Uh, I, I, I just wondered how they got, like, my, I'm still like, it's still unfathomable to imagine like how they got that much money from the studio <laughs> while being kind of unproven. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they—they they literally made an entire movie to get to get proof. They made a movie called Bound, 
Oh, which, is that, that the one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They made a movie made Bound, which was literally like Warner Brothers, like, here's a little bit of money. We like the script. Go make something else first. Um, Bound was the first studio picture. And because of that, they got, they got, man. Like, let's, let's talk about the future. So, uh, we've talked about at length The Matrix. Uh, it's, it's fucking great. I watched that movie if you've never watched it. It's legitimately one of the best movies ever made. Um, they are, the, the Wachowskis, not both of them are returning, only one of them. Um, really? Because I don't know what's going on there, but one Wachowski is coming back to finish the story. And also, it has been reported that Keanu Reeves is back, Carrie Ann Moss is back, and so is Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, so, Drew, what do, you, what do you think this thing ends up like? What do, what, do, what do you think of Matrix 4 looks like? Also, notable mention, Neil Patrick Harris is here as well. And so is uh, the Merovingian character, the Frenchman, the weird Frenchman. That's where the, the, the sequels kind of go a little off rails for me. When they introduce this weird French character that's also a machine, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it gets uh, weird. I know it gets weird, but I feel like it was one of those characters that they already, I think that character was already made and they just couldn't fit it tight enough into the original script. And it was kind of half-heartedly put into Reloaded or something. Because I I loved... I'm sorry, I, mean, I, I didn't mean to pause. I loved no. the... Um, I love that character because I love how poetic he's talking about, like, the the orgasm being a, a computer program yeah, that you can write into a fucking dessert. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, that's that really was poetry. And, like... And then when you told me, I'm sorry, like that we're, I'm still talking about this, but like, uh, when you told me like, you know, it was like them finding themselves in their writing, uh, that, that like hit, that, that hit me really hard. Uh, but what I think about matrix four in the future is like, I'm hoping and like, I can pray, but like, I'm hoping it's just one of those things where like 10 years has, has advanced, you know, or 20, just like the real 20 years has, has gone by and like, maybe neo is now morpheus and he's he's still like he's still going around kind of keeping you know keeping the legend true and kind of like trying to fulfill his prophecy and finding like the next the next young gun and maybe there's not a, a next young gun maybe i'm it's probably going to be a female so like i think that's going to be awesome <laughs> i think that in that scenario i mean you see there's people Christina Ricci is, you know, like uh, slated. Maybe she's a this. young gun, right? Maybe Christina Ricci is that new. Right? Maybe she's the new Neo. Uh, I'm down. Christina Ricci. Christina Ricci needs a movie, man. Like she, she's she's fucking. She's a great actress, man. Uh, she definitely deserves something. Uh, uh, I'm a little like sad that like, or Neil Patrick. Like, yeah, what is Neil Patrick Harris gonna do? Movie? That, I have no idea. W- without Agent Smith, like Agent Smith was the villain of our time. Yeah. Like, what, what are we supposed to do with Megatron <laughs> or Optimus like not being there, man? Yeah. Um for sure. I, I don't know, man. Maybe he could be the bad guy. That's a good point. Maybe New Patrick Harris can be the bad guy. That'd be that 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 actually be kind of cool. Um I would totally watch that. I think he definitely has a villain in him for sure. Um I I kind of am of mind that like I really want there to be more overtones of the, like the spiritual realm and stuff like that. Cause like the, another thing that matrix did that, that nobody really talks about is actually kind of like open people's mind's eye to its spiritual, like, like understanding and awakening of Buddhism and like all these other things, like just literally philosophy classes taught of the matrix because of the uh, cynicism, uh, like, you know, the overarching, like uh, both the Western and Eastern the religious cynicism that's within the movie. Um, yeah. And like, that's kind of where the sequels lost. Because they really tried to bring those aspects out, but they really didn't explain them really well. Like one way that I could, I remember that was like really kind of trying to, they, they were trying to ham fist it in the uh, sequels was like, they were like, oh, um, there are programs that can go through walls. Uh, and there are uh, programs who have like extraordinary strength. And that maybe that's why there's these stories of ghosts and werewolves. And like I got that, and it was just kind of a ham-fisted at us. But then it really didn't, you know, didn't have any weight. Didn't really carry. Didn't really feel it. Um, but like that kind of cynicism they were trying to bring into the the sequels, but I just didn't feel it. It was just really evident in the first one. So like to me, I I want to see a Matrix in its like full form as a like incredible action film. Yeah. First and foremost, because uh, the action in that movie is 
insane, crazy. No one's ever seen before. Um, and and look, like Keanu Reeves still got it. Uh, he, he still got it, bro. I remember one quote that he gave once when he was in an interview uh, about like well, why he was working so hard for John Wick. He said that he learned in the Matrix that it is him. It is he is the conduit for the audience. The audience goes as far as he goes. So if he is able to train and become the thing that the audience or sees as being unworldly and like incredible, uh, then the audience will follow the script and the story and be there with the characters. That just blew my mind because it's the truth. Like the only way that the Matrix works so well is because all of the actors, including Keanu Reeves, worked their asses off to learn Kung Fu and to learn the choreography and to learn the fighting and the shooting and thingies and the stuff, right? It gets believable. Like it was the first time that an action movie took the camera and went about five feet back and actually showed you the action. You know, like that never happened before. And it was because the characters and the actors worked their asses off to create an incredible moving picture. Um, so absolutely, I want the next Matrix to be a, an incredible action movie. Uh, I would like there to be some really like interesting ways that the plot reveals spiritualism, right? Because that's kind of the cool thing that was in the background of the first Matrix. And then obviously just a story that really kind of goes along the same lines as good versus evil. And one man or one thing versus an entire an entire enemy created of the most powerful, most technologically advanced beings. You know, that that's what I want to see, you know? Yeah, and like I, that's that's what's gonna be difficult. Like when you I feel like in the beginning there was those built up like there was this perfectly built up anti-hero in this in the Agent Smith and like Neo. Right. And like you they grew together, but they were kind of starting to finally understand each other. Right. And I thought that's what built the first one so well. And yes, the last two episodes of it were rushed, but they, it really did. You really got the exact sense of how they, they built up the villain and the hero in those, in those three movies. And so like to reawaken something where uh, I think it, it got, it kind of got nicely you know closed it was a nice ending to me it was a kitschy ending it. yeah it was a kitschy ending it definitely I mean, like, felt good i should say like it wasn't a great ending but it felt like they 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 did wrap up the things they needed to wrap up right like the stories yeah. closed in the way that they that it could for them so i don't know like what what we could reopen uh, there's a lot of comedians in this list of people on IMDb, and I think that's interesting. I yeah. mean, like, I I don't want to just say that it's Neil Patrick Harris, but it's that, it's that kind of type of character that's in this that makes me think, like, well, what is this gonna bring? Like, what are you gonna bring by bringing in like, uh, uh, the guy who, um, like, one of the guys who was like. Jo Jonathan Groff, who was King George in Hamilton. Like, that's so interesting. Oh, like, sweet. Oh, yeah, yeah. That guy's getting a lot of play lately, for sure. He's in a lot yeah. of commercials, too. Guy with the dreads. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like I, Looking at this cast list, I really like I really like the idea you had that Christina Ricci is going to be, like, the new Neo-type character and that uh, Neo might be the Morpheus character, kind of bringing her into the world. I really, really am into that idea, and I do appreciate you bringing that up, for sure. Um, quickly, before we uh, wrap things up on the Matrix 4. Um, Just to add on to that idea, I did, I did think, like, there is some kind of trifecta going on. Like, I don't want to say the words, but a holy trinity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, because there is, uh, there is like, Je Jessica Henwick in there who is of, like, she is of some sort of Asian descent. There is the Christina Ricci character. There is Priyanka Chopra, who is like of Indian descent. So like, I feel like there is going to be some sort of like, we could, you and I could finally Bro, get. This is a total girl power movie. You and I could totally get Bro. Charlie's Angels movie that we've been Bro. wanting. <laughs> so I just wanted to talk about that. Like, because think about like what this could be. And yeah. I just those three people are on the top of the list, and the only people above them are Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves. On right. The, 
And so right. like I'm just taking that and I'm being I'm being over exaggerated with that. And like when I take that concept of saying like maybe these three girls are the new um like the new basically the the young bloods right. of of the matrix i think these are strong good low cali like lo like like not low caliber but like uh these actors are up and could, coming yeah up, up and coming female actresses but yes. like they could literally hire them to go do three more movies you know what i'm for saying for sure like, yeah for cheap right <laughs> that's what i'm thinking about like i don't, I don't want to say anything about them but like I'm thinking like, okay, we can hire them to do three more movies after they've passed the torch. This could be a total yeah. pass the torch from, uh, you know, from Keanu and Carrie Ann to like, to these three people. What if so, Christina Ricci is their daughter? What, you know, like. I didn't what, even think of that. Oh what my if? God. Like, like, what, what if that's happening? Maybe it's a family. Like, how thing. do you have a, a child? Yeah. Like what if all three of them were their child? They just, what if somehow... she's actually just like a Sprite of the matrix, but also is of both Neo and Trinity. Yeah. I'm getting crazy over here. Uh, yeah. Just thinking about the combinations. I what do like the girl thing. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like Trinity didn't even like have sex. She somehow had this like Christina Ricci baby though. <laughs> I do like my man Dr. Manhattan also being a part of this. I, yes. I don't know I don't know how to say his name, uh, but like this guy, this guy is a, he's an amazing actor. Uh you read you you've watched, right? You watched Watchmen, right? Oh, oh, oh yes, I have. <laughs> such oh, yes, such have. so good, so good. I love I absolutely that's the best part of that whole thing is that they reimagined Dr. Manhattan and he made this guy play him. I love I love that so much. It was so on the nose. I love how like Damon Lindelof took Watchmen as it was and literally took the same kind of like shift of also being topical and just placed it right in the middle of that story. He completely usurped it and put his own spin on it, right? And then yep. made this guy, Dr. Manhattan. I, I love that because that's what Watchmen deserved to be, right? To actually be something of the time and being topical. But like back on the Matrix, I love this. I love the actors here. I love the girl power angle with all these young actors, women joining Christina Ricci. I love that idea as well. Again, man, I am rooting for the Matrix 4. Uh, I hope it's fantastic. Uh, quickly, before we end this up, a little bit of spoilers for the movies. Um, my favorite parts. Uh, when Trinity and Neo go and shoot up that building. Oh, God. Just, just incredible. Incredible feats of filmmaking. Uh, my little... It's the reason we have so many shootings in America. I was just so enthralled. I wanted to shoot a gun so bad after that. Uh, when they rescue um, Morpheus, incredible scene, incredible action scene. Um, in the prequels, the actual like Zion creature fight at the end, where it's like a billion little mechanoid like worm things floating through the city to destroy it, and then the small like like walkable becks just shooting at them. I thought was incredible. Like that was like towards the end of filming. So I know they were able to render that out. I was incredible. Um, any memorable moments of the matrix franchise to you, sir? Uh, no, like, like Zion is the ancient hill of Jerusalem. So like, I think that is another <laughs> parallel that like, I thought that was, that's just so crazy that like how many, like they had to have had some guy, like um like reading the bible in the back of the like yeah that checks out yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Like, the, <laughs> yeah like just renaming stuff no no there's so many moments um like i mean i'll i'll always like yes the bullets you know like the 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 escaping bullets my 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 favorite moment will always be him and like i still do it to this day when i touch a rope is he him regripping the helicopter chain yeah yeah and it's like a whip it like he whips it and then like it, to get that extra grip and then he's just like going through roof tiles until he gets to the roof and and they're like what there's no way he's gonna do this and he literally whips the helicopter like he, doesn't, yeah. he can't he can't like actually like he doesn't have the strength to actually pull it but he knows that he can bend the helicopter's like trajectory to save trinity I think that's one of like one of the most beautiful moments that obviously is like one of the best what you were saying earlier, one of the best like actions being caught actually on a camera. 
yeah that that has ever been but like there's so much going on in that moment like to save your mentor to be caught between your mentor and your love interest and like there's just a lot of things going on and for all that action to be coming in the middle of it and obviously the the train like the train fight or the fight in the train station where like I, I still want dust to come off of me like that. Like, I don't, yeah. God, like it just pops off of him just yeah. from one move. I mean, like that's, those are like my iconic moments that I can always think about and like sure. how well they did that. It's one of those movies you watch every, I, I watch, there's some good movies that I watch every two years because I kind of forgot about them. And I'm yeah. so, ex, I'm ex, so excited. Matrix is such a good one of those them. movies. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a perfect movie for that. Perfect movie for that. Watch it every two years. If you get out of it, it's great. Absolutely. This is great, man. Well, yeah. This is great to... to Matrix 4, this. it's coming. It's coming in December. So, not that long away from now. Like, not even, like a half a year. Coming. Coming to you. Coming on HBO Max as well, so we'll be able to watch yeah. it from home. I think we're going to go watch this in the theater, though. 100,000%. I think when, when Matrix 4 comes out, we need to make a rule to not talk about the other Matrix movies in the review. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Fair. Yeah. Fair. You and I Fair. can talk about it, the Matrix for hours. We're going to be talking about a little thing known as... Movie Pass. Now, Movie Pass, if you didn't know Movie Pass, is a service that for $9.95, for $9.95, you can watch as many movies as you want. Yeah. Thing is, this company didn't really make a lot of money, and people use that service a lot. They used it all the time, always. Drew, did you have Movie Pass? I did. I did. I, I, I was one of the first... Dude, I was one of the backers that signed up for email updates when MoviePass was going to come out. And Damn, I was one of the okay. first All right, power user. I was one of the, the first adopters of, of MoviePass. Uh, I want to say, like, the first time I used it was, like, almost 2015, 2016? Right 2015, something, something like shit, yeah. Um, I, I don't it, know when it, when it came out. I don't know. Founded in 2011 and headquarters in New York City, the service allowed... Oh. subscribers to purchase up to three movie tickets per month for a monthly fee. Uh, now, uh, the reason we're talking about this today is because a story came out on the slash films.com that details the, uh, the, uh, the, the, all the details of the behind the scenes of movie pass. Um, I'm going to read a little bit of it. I just want to react to it. Cause it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Okay. So from slash film.com, Article entitled MoviePass Intentionally Stopped Customers from Seeing Movies, You Know, Like Liars. <laughs> That's where we're starting. <laughs> okay. The many lies of MoviePass. One way MoviePass tried to quell the, uh, the sale of movie tickets was by invalidating their users' passwords and claiming that fraud was detected on customers' accounts. This wasn't an isolated incident either. Because it's estimated that 75,000 users had this practice used on them. In fact, some customers ended up locked out of their accounts because the process of resetting their password after, in, after invalidation didn't work properly. MoviePass intentionally made it to where you can't use their service. Um, so real quick, I just want to talk to you about how this service works. Because if you don't have it and we just read about it, it's it's not it's not the same, okay? So, uh, you have a Movie Pass app, right? You sign up for Movie Pass. You wait one to three weeks <laughs> once you've signed up for the service. You then get a credit card or a debit card with your name on it in the mail. Okay. okay? Once you have this debit card, I was gonna go grab it because I have mine in my backpack. Nice. It just says it. it says Movie Pass on it. All right. You, once you have that card, you then download the app. This is this was like too complicated. It was too complicated for my mom. I didn't want to get my I wanted my mom to get it. It was too complicated to explain to her how it works. So I, 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 I canceled that. <laughs> so then you you download the app. You go to the movie that you want to see. Within an hour of movie starting, not like you can't you couldn't do it in advance. You had to be within a mile radius of the movie theater that you were going to go to. It, it location tracked you. 
you had to then check in. Like, let's say we we're going to go see um, Cruella. Okay. We had to go into that area within a mile, go to that movie theater, say, I want to, I want to check in to see Cruella. When I checked in to go see Cruella, it would automatically load an approved for, let's say $14 onto the card. I couldn't get $16 to go see the 3D version or the Adobe round sound, like any kind of extra feature or the um, uh, IMAX is what I was actually thinking of. Like you know, the IMAX or the... Yeah. It wouldn't give you to see those versions of that movie. You could only see the regular version and it would load a proper amount of money. You would then go up to the window, say, I would like to buy a ticket. And then you could... Buy it on the credit card. And oh, okay. that was the way the process worked. So when you say all these frauds and stuff like that, I got into it. I got in trouble because uh, on my car, I had a movie pass twice. Um, I had it once when I lived in Dallas, and then I had it again in New York. And when I had it in Dallas, they, they didn't think that I had paid the extra $2 to see version so what i had done was like charge me for 14 dollars because that's all i'm approved for on this i checked into the movie i bought it and so like i would i would try to beat the system as many times as i can including if i didn't i would go another movie that i wasn't gonna see i would go watch i would go say that i'm gonna watch the kid movie of that time and i i'm telling you how to like how i beat the system don't, don't arrest me or anything. But what I would do was I would go do a rain check on the movie ticket. So I had the movie ticket in hand. I already purchased it, purchased it with movie pass. I would go back to the counter and say, I'd like a rain check for this movie. And as long as I showed up to a movie theater every day and did that, I could have three rain checks for Alamo draft house to go see whatever movie I wanted. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> now, yeah, but you're still, pay, you're, you're still paying a monthly fee for this. Yes. So they're literally they literally give you three times the amount of money into your account to watch a single movie. No, no, no. Then three you times. would pay a month. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, three times a month, right? Yeah. That's not, actually I heard a story similar to that where a, you would be able to go to a movie theater. They would still load that much money into the card, but say a movie theater was doing a half price night. If you had that $17, half, if you bought a movie ticket that was half price, say it was instead of $10, it was $5, you would still have that pre-approved yeah. amount of money. So you could buy multiple tickets in one night if so that I, movie was half price because they would just load that much money onto your account. People were I, doing that too. Oh, no. I used to do that all the time. Um, yeah. Like AMC, matinees were a bit cheaper? No. Well, AMC has, you know, AMC used to have like Tuesday $5 movies. Yeah. I think that's the thing that they're trying to bring back for sure. So like I used to go to AMC Tuesday night movies and then buy two tickets with one movie ticket preloaded on my card and it would work. And so like movie pass had a lot of flaws that like even my dumb brain could get past (laughs) to to like to, to skim the system. They, they were, they cracked down on a lot of those the second time around when I had it. And it made it honestly more difficult for the customer. I, I, I want to say like breaking the rules and the ease of the customer was a lot easier in the beginning, and then in the be- and the and then towards the end, they would say that like they would do this password thing on me in New York. They would um, they would say that I was not at the right like they would say I was I didn't go watch the right movie, and then they would charge me. Because, you know, like my credit card is on file for them because I pay them a monthly fee. So they yeah. would charge me the movie ticket price because they thought I I frauded them. And I want to say the second time around that I had them, I did not fraud them at all. I tried to legitimately just go watch a movie, you know, once a week. Like how I thought that process should be was I'm going to watch one movie a week and take advantage of this of this service. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like they, they became a very, a very bad company to like, they didn't like certain movies in certain theaters. They didn't like certain theaters. It was impossible. Like in New York, it was impossible to find a theater with the movie I wanted that was available on movie pass. It was, it was just too impossible. 
right on. Um, I mean, that's it. Kind of makes sense why they failed then, because it didn't really look like they actually kept track of movie prices. They literally just dumped a chunk of cash that was probably the average or above average of what a movie ticket would be costing, right? To kind of just make sure that their customers were kind of happy. Um, I do want to read a little bit more from the article here. So, um, uh, so this uh, investigation that this is actually highlighting is from the FCT, so the FTC, uh, the Federal Trade Commission. Um, so, quote from the article, finally, MoviePass also blocked power users from using the service. Customers who saw more than three movies per month, thus contributing to the company's lack of profit, were locked out of the service when they became too costly to the customer, to the company. Did you ever experience a complete lockout for no reason? Um, yeah, like, they, they locked me out of my app once, and, and I was, like, there to see a movie, and then I was... I think that's actually when I canceled them was because I, I had like, I needed, I wanted to go see this movie. I was there to check in. And all of a sudden, like when I checked in, it glitched, locked me out. And then my password, blah, blah, blah. But I was already at the movie theater to go see this movie. So, um, I like sat in the lobby trying to fix this and I called somebody and then they like, I called, I had somebody on the phone. They still couldn't get like, I still, they still wouldn't give me, like, they wouldn't fix my account to go see this movie. So I said, I pretty much said F them. And I went to go watch the movie on my own dime. And I was like, cool, this is this is when I'm finally done with the thing, with um, yeah. movie pass. And uh, I ended up, you know, New York was one of the first places to beta their, um, their like, subscription service at Alamo Drafthouse. So then I started doing the Alamo Draft House, and honestly, that 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 has been my favorite subscription so far, and it's so much more money. <laughs> but yeah, it, it it feels like I feel like they're getting it because every time I go, they're getting their money's worth, and I'm getting my money's worth. I'll see four mo- like four movies within a month, and I'll pay them a lot of money because I'll go have a beer and eat some food. I think Alamo Draft House is where that works the best, for sure. And they do have a new service coming out as, as well. Um, I think you can jump on it. I am actually on the waiting list for that, but I'm currently not going to go jump on any new services for the current time being, for sure. Um, yeah, this is like, it's interesting. I guess this is like the same thing that happens with Silicon Valley companies. Like, like just like give outlandish promises and don't deliver. And then when things start to like go south, they just start to get desperate and do these really crazy, shady things to try to keep themselves afloat. Uh, you know, witnessed by the guys who put together that uh, that one documentary about the, the what was it, Pablo Escobar uh, festival, um, yeah. Firefest. You know, it's all the same. It's all the same people, man. Silicon people trying to put some stuff together. It's nuts. Um, it's crazy. This is coming out now. It kind of makes sense. You have to investigate what's happening. Um, I like that you actually uh, have a first person account of everything that happened. Um, I was really ecstatic about the service. Like it was around for a few years. Um, and Definitely was on my radar, but I just never paid for it because it was always plaguing problems. You know, uh, it was always kind of a weird model. Uh, they really started to do a push during the last part of it, and then some really wacky stuff happened to them. Uh, I had them in 2017 and 2018, and I remember on these, you know, all these um, like slash films and like film, like the uh, screen rant. Like we, I would watch the news of how they were going bankrupt. Yeah. Every day, like every day, yeah. it's like movie pass doesn't have enough money. And like, I would talk to my, uh, my girlfriend at the time and I'm like, how, like, how are we still using this car? <laughs> like, and like, how is this still happening? If every day I hear them being bankrupt, like well, yeah. what's going on here? <laughs> like, yeah, obviously they were, they were just trying, they were kicking people left and right off of the platform by just trying to stay afloat. Uh, it just screams of desperate company trying to stay alive. Um, well, there's a you know there's a a, a Marky Mark produced uh, docu series coming out so oh really about Movie Pass that's gonna be fun <laughs> Fuck Bogbert doing the story of Movie Pass I'm totally in for that uh, for sure um, right on all right brother I think we did it we talked about the people of Movie Pass and the frivolous things they did to people uh, ladies and gentlemen we are Kinetic Impressions Movie News please uh, like comment subscribe uh, if you had Movie Pass. Tell us about some of your experiences out there. That would be totally fun to kind of hear, for sure. All right. Uh, I am Arnie Diaz and my homie. Andy D. What do we always tell? 
the fine people of the internet, um, my friend. Go watch a movie. Or a fucking movie. Either way. Go watch a fucking movie. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a wonderful night, day, evening, whatever this is for you.